right, welcome to the Mad Lab MMA. I'm your host, Anthony Bashilio, brought to you by the Mayo Media Network. I'm here with the Mad Lab, Michael Iorato. What's up? going on oh welcome to welcome to the gun show fucking pasty white do i look right now look at my bald fucking shiny head dude i know guys so basically what's going on here is i know you guys are used to seeing us next to each other um anthony is back in in new jersey right now taking care of some business i'm obviously still in california so we have to do this on zoom so the um the quality is not going to be as good um, but the content will remain the same. Next week, we'll be back to normal format. Yeah, the quality's fucking good. Don't worry about it, okay? <laughs> you know, so uh, last week, we would be hit the uh, main event pretty well. Yeah, hey, listen, before we start, uh, make sure yeah, we're on we're at the Pat Mayo Show over here. We subscribe, like, comment, hit the bell notification. Uh, before we start about last week's card, um, first of all, it's fucking freezing over here, dude. Let's talk about that fucking life preserver you're wearing. What white preserver I'm wearing? It's a fucking Nike. Who the fuck wears a sweater vest with a white t-shirt? Looks like you're getting ready to fucking play volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm over here, right? So we're having a in-house lunch for uh, for my guys over here and the Jersey guys in a couple hours. So they sent out a link to order some food. So they want to order from Harold's. Remember Harold's Deli? What, what they got the big uh, like pastrami sandwiches? The big shit? pastrami sandwiches. So, you know, my dad loves pastrami. So I'm like, so I told Matt, Matt, order a pastrami sandwich for my dad. So I called my dad. I'm like, dad, come by the office at two o'clock. I got your pastrami sandwich from Harold's. He goes, Harold's? I'm like, yeah, you know, Harold's Deli over in Seacrockers? Harold's? What Harold's? I'm like, Harold's Deli, dad. The place you like the pastrami sandwiches, you and Panuzzo Patata, that's his buddy's nickname in Italian. You used to go there all the time. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with this fucking Harold's. He goes, I'm like, Harold's Deli, dad, or Fruit Free Seacork is Harold's pastrami. Oh, Harold's. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking come here at two o'clock. I got a pastrami sandwich for you. But bro, it's fucking freezing outside. And I'm doing the 75 hard and I got to do an outdoor workout every day. I'm walking in the fucking park like a jerk off for 45 minutes. I have to, my third day in a row, I got to go outside again after this thing, walk around. It fucking sucks. And uh, I tell you, I have not, when it comes to like the California, I haven't gotten soft with the attitude, but I definitely have gotten soft with the cold, bro. I can't tolerate the cold no more. You've gotten soft with your way of living, dude. Ever since I've been out here, you have changed so much as far as the way you approach food and the way you approach things. And don't sit here and tell me, oh, bro, it's different life, bro, it's different life. You just you're not this, you're not that you're not bush because I because I'm eating some plant stuff is that what it is some so dude I, I literally I'm waiting for like three months from now to just wake up in the morning and look out my window and see you grazing on my lawn what's wrong with chickpea fucking sandwiches <laughs> get out of here I eat pea protein now okay plant protein you ever watch the fucking Netflix show the game changer about how uh, you know how finely tuned athletic machines eat plant protein now you know what I had last night would you have a steak a fucking t-bone steak old school Italian in the pan dude oh in the pan nice yeah. Yeah. I like that I went to my mom's house last night and she made meatballs she made the brajol for me but she made edamame pasta even my parents are starting to go a little healthier, even with the pasta, okay? I got to talk to Mr. Bush about All that. All right, jump on the train, dude. The old school meat eating. Actually, you know what I got old. for lunch today in the office? I got, um, I, I, I made myself, I took, uh, you know, turkey meat. Bro, they have, do you know they have Rayo sauce here in California? Yeah, they have Rayo's. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's good. 
Yeah, bring it all the way out here. So anyway, I got I got gluten free a little gluten free pasta with some some ground turkey meat on there. Um, but get the fuck out of here, lentil pasta, red lentil pasta, bullshit pasta. Hey, I see you gluten free. You're starting to move the other way a little bit. Right. Watch the labs just lose fifty pounds and just fucking <laughs> get get all skinny. <laughs> all right, let's talk about last week's card real quick, and then we'll go into this week's main event. Uh, Volkov, uh, fucking super impressed by Volkov last week. You know what I love about him, bro, is that he literally transcended his game more, dude. Like he, the, the, the little fine adjustment that he made in his weight, you could just see there's so much more pop on his shot. There's so much more, you know, leverage and more confidence in his power. Like he's moving in more. He knows he could sting you. Um, it, I, I, I mean, he's going to be a problem. He's going to be a fucking problem. You got to think that it looked to me like Overeem didn't expect him to hit that hard. No, I mean, I don't think anybody does. I mean, when you look at his overall body of work, he's more of a volume guy. He beats you on volume. He knocks you out on volume. But he was literally, every time he connected on Overeem, he was marking him up. He was, him we- up. he was wearing it all over his fucking face, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know what I really noticed was his legs. I was like, oh, my God, look at the size of this fucking guy's legs, dude. They were like tree trunks. I just, I don't know why I thought he was more thinner and taller, and he's not. Well, he bro. was. He, he, bro, he's ne- he put on weight, 265. He never weighs in at 265, ever, dude, ever, ever, ever. He, he literally went into the last couple, you know, probably the last year in a focus of more weight training to add to his conditioning when he's already got the conditioning. So now he's just adding up, you know, on top of that. And now he's adding power. He knows he's going to need it. If he's going to fight guys like Francis and guys like Stipe, guys like Stipe, you're not going to out slick him. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to be fast. He's going to be faster and longer than a lot of guys and have better conditioning than a lot of guys, but he's not going to be able to keep up with the power of the Derek Lewis's and some of these guys. So he's got now he's got the power in his toolbox, bro. It's He's going to be a problem. I'm telling you. Love to see him in the cage against some of the elite guys out there after this whole thing with Nagano and Steve Bang and then John Jones factors in now. But I'd love to see him in, in, in the cage with some of those guys. But I was impressed. We hit it right. You hit it right in the article. And, uh, you know, everybody's talking about, oh, Overeem, he looked like a bum, this and that. I, I don't look at it that like, oh, I'm just really impressed by Volkov. Yeah, I just don't think he know, Overeem knows who he is anymore. You know, that's really when you're when you fight a certain way your entire life and then you're switching it up and you're trying new things like you could try them and we're going to talk about this about this main event coming up you can try them in camp but it's completely different lifetime completely Completely different completely different guys come over to madlabmma.com if you want to get on our email list we're sending out a lot of emails all the time with tips on wagering tips on dfs um you know we've been hitting prize picks now too which we really like a lot so we've been really diving deep with prize picks we think we got a real real big edge with the way their new scoring is so it's been a lot of fun, and uh, let's talk about this week. We got the uh, the king of the welterweights, Kamara Usman, um, the winner of 12 straight in a row. The guy looks fucking unstoppable. Burns is on a hot streak, six straight wins. How do you see this going down? You know, first I want to, before we even jump into actually breaking it down, I, I want you guys to understand, and, and Anthony, chime in whenever, but, <clears throat> you know, you guys got to understand that it's the year 2021, and media sells all. I mean, it's been that way for the end of time. Media will buy and sell you. And I always used to tell that to my subs, don't be bought and sold, don't be bought and sold. You know, the media's 
gotta sell a fight because at the end of the day, it is a fighting, yeah, but it's also entertainment. You know what I mean? So when you got these matches, like when you had Conor McGregor versus Mayweather, the media was selling it and selling it, selling it like he had a chance. But anybody who knows boxing knew this guy didn't have a shot in hell. The only way he would have a shot going into the later rounds is if Mayweather was going to carry him, which Mayweather did. Mayweather could have finished him at any time. Um, you got some of these analysts out there that were saying, you know, McGregor was going to win, which was shocking to me. Either they were getting paid to say that or they were really buying into the hype. You got to stop with these narratives all the time. Narrative street doesn't fucking come into play in every single fucking fight. They're going to build narratives. They're going to make narratives because they want you to purchase the fight. So the big narrative for this fight now is that they've trained together. They're friends, their family, their kids are friends. This is friends. That's friends. There is a stark difference between training together and knowing nuances of each other in the gym and actually fighting in real time. There's a, a complete, complete difference. you got guys that are, Kamar Usman could be getting ready for a fight. Burns is not. He's coming in to help him out. Burns is getting ready for a fight. Usman's not. He's coming in to help him out. Do they have cage time together? Yes. Do they know each other's nuances? Yes. You don't need to train with somebody to know that somebody's better than you at a certain area of the game. You don't. You know Damian Maya is going to be a better grappler than me. You know I may be a better striker than Damian Maya. It, like Those little nuances that they know about each other, that's a great tool to have. But if you think that that's like a, a big turning point in this fight that somebody knows, they know, he knows, I know, nobody knows anything until they step into the fucking cage, the lights are on, and these guys are going 100% full tilt at each other. Does Do they know who maybe has an edge? Yeah, but get off that narrative street that like they know somebody knows who's going to win. This is going to happen. That's going to happen. You don't know anything until it's 100% live. I mean, do you agree with that? I, I agree a hundred percent. I think that Usman has a lot of almost all the advantages, you know, coming into this fight, but let me ask you a question. Where does Burns have advantages in this fight? Well, he's got a clear advantage. He's got two advantages to, in my option here. His two paths to victory is to lay it on Usman early because he does have the power to finish him. He does. Lay it on Usman early. And if Usman decides to go to the ground or if he can get Usman to the ground, he's going to have the clear submission grappling um, um, advantage here. And it's just, a, it's just a fact. However, when you look at the body of work, you can't look at somebody and say, well, he's a better, he's a second-degree backbone. He's a world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. He's fought those guys before. He's fought the Damian Mayas, and he's fought these, these big rappers. They didn't fare too well against him because when you're a solid wrestler, and you, even if he has to wrestle defensively against Burns, if Burns does really go to the grappling, you know, you got a guy who in wrestling, when you're a high-pedigree wrestler with a good gas tank and good conditioning and good athleticism, it's position before submission. They're not, you know, Usman isn't concerned with getting on the ground and submitting you. He's concerned on getting on top of you, having good balanced weight distribution, and just getting into a position where you can't move and he can kind of nullify you. So, but that's his path to victory. I just think that Burns is overachieving uh, right now. I think that if you look at the overall body of work of Usman, you know, Mazadal, Covington, Woodley, RDA, Maya, you know, these are all top, 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 top level guys. The thing that I see about Burns, that everyone's jumping on the train with him for, and listen, he's, he's great. He's got, you know, OAM, Davis, Konchenko, Gunnar Nelson, who's a high pedigree grappler, Damian Maya. The Woodley fight's the one that stands out the most because it's his most recent one. But you got to remember that 
anybody, if you're going to showcase against anybody, you're going to showcase against Woodley. You're going to showcase against a guy today who literally is just throwing pop shots at you. You know what he's going to do. He's not going to, he doesn't have that explosive, explosive wrestling anymore where he's going to wrestle offensively. And he backs up against a cage. He gives you what you want. And he basically fights off the defense. He fights off the retreat to get you off him because he knows he's got that X factor power. But if you're going to showcase against anybody, that whole fight, he got exactly what he wanted. He kept moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. You're not going to be able to do that with 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 um, Usman. He's not going to allow you to just move forward on him without paying a consequence, without paying a price. So people are really looking at the, the the Burns fight, saying, "Bro, look what he did to Woodley." Well, look what everybody does to kind of Woodley, like as of late. You know, show me what else. Show me something else. You know what I mean? So. I think he's being a little bit oversold here. I think he's got clear path to win. I think it's going to be a good fight. I just think Usman, the way he fights now, and if you really look at what he's doing, listen, he's got he lost one fight. He lost Alex Caceres, his brother's second fight. He's on a 16-fight win streak. This is a guy who he's not even resting on his laurels, man. He's he's got Trevor Whitman now bringing him in. He's like the czar of the telestrator. He's the guy who, you know, when you call up Mike Pereira in the NFL, asking, you know, watching all these films. He, he doesn't come in to try to change you. He comes in to tie in and, you know, nuts and bolts on you to fine tune little adjustments on your game that he feels you need. That's huge that he just continues to try to build and build and build. And just to know that he's such a confident, calm, composed fighter um, with a great gas tank, great athleticism. He could do it anywhere. I just think as this fight goes deeper and deeper and deeper, Burns is going to be taking, you know, desperation shots. I think, you know, Usman's going to start backing him up a little bit. I think that, you know, the, the five, what is it, five rounds? I think he's got six fights or five fights the last. Gone the distance, you know, almost. And even when he knocked out Covington, it was in the fifth. This is a regular thing for him. And what people don't understand, it's like, listen, if I tell you to go outside right now and run a mile, you, maybe you'll run a mile. Your lungs are going to fucking burn. Tomorrow, it's going to get easier. Wednesday, it's going to get easier. Thursday, it's going to get easier. After a while, that fire goes away. You're not feeling that burning your lungs anymore because you're used to hitting that pinnacle. You know, he's at the point now where this is a regular thing for him going five rounds. This is yeah. not a big deal. Where Burns, he's done it once. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And, you know, when you're, uh, when you're looking at the stats and if you're a stat guy and you look at, uh, you know, obviously I know you like Usman to win here. You know, we spoke about this already and, and so do I. Um, well, let me ask you another question. You know, I know what you think about Asanya. I know you say he's elite. He's an elite fighter. Um, would you consider Usman and on that elite level now, just like Adesanya is for the middleweights? I don't think he's on Adesanya's level elite, but I think he's elite. There's something about Adesanya that's special. I don't think there's anything super special about Usman. I think he's just so well-rounded and he, and, and, and he's got a good beat on intelligence and stuff like that. But to me, Israel Adesanya is a different level of elite because he is a step above even what Conor McGregor was when it comes to being cerebral. He sees things in slow motion where Usman doesn't, you know, it's, it's a different kind of elite, but he's elite, but he's not an Usman. He's not a, um, uh, uh, Izzy elite. Izzy is, 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 can be something really special. Well, you know, if you're, if you're a stat guy, like I said, and you look at the stats, right, and you see five rounds, five rounds, five rounds, five rounds, naturally, as a better, you're going to say, oh, Usman by decision, I think it's like, I don't know what it is, maybe it's minus 105, I could be wrong about that, but I think I looked at it a couple of days ago, so naturally, you're going to probably put in a prop like that, Usman by decision, do you think that's a trap? 
I think it could be, you know, I, I think it could be because if you look at somebody like Covington, who's so, so tough, so, so tough, you know, with his conditioning and his, and, you know, he's fighting off a broken jaw. Like Usman had something to prove in that fight. He wanted to make a point in that fight. This could be one of those fights where he wants to make a point. He wants to set a statement and say, listen, I don't care what you guys say about, you know, they'd be trained together. We did this. I'm just going to show you, we're going to find out right now who is better, who was always better, who, you know what I mean? So it does, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, listen, he, you know, he's been knocked out by Dan Hooker, you know, Hooker knocked him out and you know how I feel about Hooker. I think he's a good fighter, but I think he's very overrated. And we proved that in his last fight against Mike yep. Chan. Um, but I think there is a path for Usman to finish him. But I also think there's a path for Burns to finish him. But I think, you know, the common consensus is going to say that the most likely outcome would probably be, you know, Usman, you know, running maybe a three to two, four to one decision. Do you think the line is right? Minus 260. I think it was. No, maybe. I think it's a little I think it's I think it's juiced. I think it's I think it could be closer. I, I, I'd say like minus 190 would be a good line. I think the line is a little bit juiced, but. You know, like I said, people, you know, say, well, if it's if there's so much value on Burns, why aren't you betting Burns? Because I don't think Burns is going to win. So yeah. that would make no fucking sense at all for me to go out and say, well, I think Usman's going to win. I don't like his line, but I'm going to bet Burns just because there's a little bit. Of, that's not what I do. If I don't think the fighter's going to win, unless there's some crazy, crazy value there, I'm not going to take it. So would you put a wager on this fighter? You're going to lay off. As of right now, I think I'm going to lay off it. I mean, you know, as of right now, I think I'm going to lay off it. I think I think there is something to be said about the paths of victory that Burns does have. I think there are a couple holes in Usman's game that I did see um, in a couple of his fights on film that, you know, Usman, uh, that Burns might be able to take advantage of. But I, it's a fight I honestly just want to sit back and watch. And there's just not enough value on the board for me right now. I mean, if the line moves and there's something that shows and really rears its head, then... I'll reassess it, but as of right now, it's just a fight where there's not enough value, you know, in, in some of the props, in, in, the, in the actual line, where I'd rather just sit down with you and, and enjoy the fight. Yeah, I agree with you, and I, I am, like, like we spoke about, I think that Usman by decision, I think a lot of people are going to be on it, and I, I think that Usman's going to finish him. I think he wants to send a statement. He's getting better and better every fight. He's well, that's got to be right plus now. money, no? You know, I, uh, I don't look at the odds, guys. I don't look at the odds until I'm done. Like, I don't do that. I don't I don't get wavered by anybody. I don't until my breakdowns are done. I do not look at the fucking odds. I, I'll I tell won't. you right now, Usman's one minus 275 right now. And when it comes to the uh, props, let me see. Usman wins inside the distance, plus, inside the distance, plus 260. Usman by decision. Usman by decision is plus 100. There's value there. I mean, there, there's. I mean, there's value. Uh, I mean, a plus one hundred. I mean, I, I guess. But listen, the, the, I'm sure if you want to find value, you'll find value. It's almost like if you want to find someone to line, you, you find a problem, you're gonna find it. If you want to find value, you want to find value. But you guys don't have to bet every fight. Like it depends. If you guys are looking for longevity and you want to make money in this game, there's you can't be. You don't push bets. You, 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 you get everything on paper, you assess everything, you look at the lines, you maybe look at, you know, the traffic on which way it's going. Um, don't believe that bullshit that you got to put lines in early and you got to do it. No, you do a process that you feel you're comfortable with and you never push a bet. You only 
go with what you feel is right and you live to fight another day. The beautiful thing about this sport is there's no season. So there's not like you got to get this all in in 16 weeks. Or you got to get this all in. You got 365 days a year. You got the every weekend to make a little bit of bread and build your bankroll, whether it's DFS or whether it's gambling, you don't have to push anything. There could be cards where I don't at all. I won't do it at all. We're behind a paywall. I'll be like, guys, listen, I don't trust this card. I'm laying off or maybe I do one bet or maybe a little parlay because I'm about longevity. You know what I mean? So you don't have to push anything just because it's a main event. And just because it's a good fight doesn't mean like, oh my God, I got to have juice on it. You don't have to have juice on anything. You have juice on the fights where you really feel like it's value and you're going to make money. DFS okay. is going to be interesting this week. Very interesting. That's exactly what I want to talk about now is, you know, I took a look at the scoring and I mean, Usman's numbers, his last four fights have been pretty fucking ridiculous. 156, 130, 168, 195 on DraftKings. I mean, that's some fucking big time scoring there. Um, he's 9,000. You got Burns at 7,200. You know, where are you putting this? How are you hedging? And what's the strategy here? Well, listen, I mean, there's obviously clear value on on, on Gilbert Burns in, in, in DraftKings. I mean, you know, he's really borderline a couple hundred, you know, off of a punt. So there is value there. So you definitely got to have some pieces of that because, like I said, there's always the fear of the unknown, right? It is a fight. And what do they always say? What does Teddy Atlas always say? The ring is the chamber of truth, right? So it's and, and it's the theater of the unknown. So you really don't, you know, there, there is that theater of the unknown where we could be balls to the wall wrong. like We have been in the past. Um, but when you got a guy like Usman at 9,000 putting up those kind of numbers, ridiculous numbers, you can't, you, 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 like, there's just as much value on him winning the fight as there is as Gilbert Burns at 7,200. You know what I mean? That it's, it's, that's how I'm looking at it. I'm not looking at it like, wow, look, Gilbert Burns at 7,200. That would open up so much more. Yeah. It will open up a lot more, but if he scores, balls to the wall at 9,000 and you don't have him in your lineup, he could very much well be on the optimum lineup. Gilbert Burns is not going to win a decision against Kamar Uzman. That's my opinion. He's going to have to finish him. The chances of him finishing him to me are, are not that good unless it's super early. Um, but Listen, I think you got to play this both ways. For me, I think you need stake in this main event. I know in the Volkov fight, I said there's a couple of lineups where you can kind of fade away and you can get away from it and see what happens. It could be a slobber knock or it could be a boring fight. I don't see this being a boring fight. I see this being a high-paced fight. I see it being a calculated fight. I've seen both guys having their spots. Um, and I would probably do this 7-3 seven, you know, seven, at the worst 6-4 for Usman on a 10 so on a 10 lineup strategy, if you were going to put the main event in every lineup, you would probably say seven Usman, three Burns, play a little bit of Burns, but definitely get some Kamara Usman in there and get a decent amount in there. Official pick Kamara Usman, betting perspective, be careful. Uh, you know, Lab and I talked that we do like the Kamara Usman by decision, but, you know, it could be a trap line there. And uh, I, I like what you're saying about he might want to send a statement here and show these guys that he can finish. And he might be able to finish this guy, you know, late, maybe in the fourth, maybe in the fifth. All right. There you have it. Come over to us, the MadLabMMA.com. Come check us out. We have a great community, private Discord, uh, breakdowns, video breakdowns, DFS analysis, betting picks, prize picks every week. And uh, we hope to see you there one day. Let's go get it.